From the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother, Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And you're in the hunt. Welcome. Uh, first thing I'd like to do is I'd like to welcome our first guest. <laughs> uh, ever since he retired from coaching University of North Carolina basketball, um, he apparently has spent some time in the weight room and has been getting a substantial amount of sun. <laughs> I'd like to welcome Roy Williams, former coach of the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. You know, and national champion. You know, I just really wanted to give a shout out to the GOAT this morning. I was thinking about Michael Jordan. You know, he's been, he was my favorite basketball player of all time. So today I decided to do a little jaywalking, you know, and put on a Carolina blue blazer. And this is the thanks I get for that, I see. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Looks great, Roy. <laughs> so, 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 I'm gonna be, so this show, I'm going to be Roy. <laughs> You're not, not Roy. Roy. <laughs> So what we're going to talk about today is trust. Uh, So many things in our society are predicated on the levels in which we trust people. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're seeing a lot in COVID right now, uh, the levels to which we trust or don't trust the CDC, the levels to which we trust or don't trust administration. Mm -hmm. And actually two administrations, two administrations. I think it's extremely important that we have these conversations out and in the open. And I've had a number of conversations the the past couple of weeks with friends talking a little bit about perspectives, their perspectives. And I would say, continue reaching out to me. It's been awesome to hear other people's perspective, their feedback, um, you know, people that are watching on on every platform and listening on every platform really appreciate the feedback that you're giving. And it's helping me grow as a person. So I really appreciate that. Same. And stay in the hunt. And stay in the hunt. Someday I want a commercial that says that. Instead of stay thirsty, my friends, it's just us. Stay, stay, stay in the hunt. Stay in the hunt. <laughs> stay in the hunt. So this is a very interesting time that we're in right now on the COVID front. Because yesterday, the, the day before, as, as the time that we're filming this, the CDC has now come up with guidelines saying that if people have been vaccinated, they no longer need to wear a mask. But hold on. But just about three weeks ago, it was if you were vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. So now three weeks later, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. So it's really difficult. It's really difficult to gain trust. Yeah. If you lack consistency. And. With the CDC saying this and speaking of the idea of consistency and how we approach culture as a whole, this next week in America is going to be extremely interesting. <laughs> because more, Wait, more interesting than what we've seen in the last year? <laughs> interesting in the British way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is about to get really, really interesting. And the reason it's going to get interesting is because we are living in a society where food chains, restaurants, stores, they've been telling us for months that we need to have masks on because the CDC says it and it's keeping people safe. Mm -hmm. The consistent argument now is, okay, if you're vaccinated, why would I have to wear a mask indoors now? Okay. Now, this gets really interesting because we've hyper-politicized this issue. Yes. Mask means liberal, Democrat, whatever you want to say. No mask means. No mask means Republican, conservative, I don't believe science. We've over-politicized something that was a layup in our culture. Yeah. It's a global pandemic. People are getting sick. 
we've now made it so politicized that the idea of either wearing a mask or doesn't don't not wearing it's a mask politically generated is 100% virtue signaling. Yeah. I'll give you an example of seeing this in my own life. I went to the Astros game last night. Last Saturday I went to the How Astros we game. We, we won. I know. I just wanted to hear it's you. Great, I, I just wanted to hear you say it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's, uh, it's victorious. There were there trash cans? You heard your trash cans? No, I didn't, I didn't hear any <laughs> trash cans. I was behind. It doesn't plate. matter if you heard trash cans. <laughs> yeah, uh, guess what? Trash cans say uh, world champions, right? <laughs> right. If you're going to have a trash can, make sure you write world champion on it. How about that? Do you uh, like apples? How you like them apples? How you like them apples? <laughs> I went to, and, and I'll even actually caveat part of this. Because I work in a global firm and we have offices that are in India, I'm seeing what people are dealing with right now. And so I, I want to caveat everything I say with the fact that I feel extremely fortunate to be in America. I feel extremely fortunate to be in Texas where I can go to a baseball game yes. because I fully recognize that everywhere in the world is not like that. Mm -hmm. So well, I, I want to start by saying that everywhere in this country, country is not like that. Yeah, everyone in the country is, is not, not like that. that. Yeah. So I want to I start by saying that. A couple of weeks ago with a buddy of my a buddy of mine, he and his wife, he's from Milwaukee, and every time the Bucks come in and play the Rockets, he goes to that one game a year. So he and his wife went with me and my wife, or me and my wife went with he and his wife to this game uh, at the Toyota Center. So you have two sporting events in the same city. Houston Astros event, Houston Texans event, or I'm sorry, Houston, Houston Rockets event. I go to the Astros event, and you get in, you wear your mask to get in, and after that, I took my mask off. <laughs> the reason I took my mask off is because I had read the Wall Street Journal that morning, and yes. it said that the CDC says that I don't have to wear my mask. Yes. Right? Or that it's, it's not. If somebody had asked me in the stadium, hey, man, put your mask on, I would have said, yes, sir, and I would have put my mask on. Three bags full. I would, I would have. Absolutely. I'm yeah. not that person, right? So... I'm, I'm looking around. There are some people who choose to keep their mask on. Which is fine. Great. If you feel comfortable, if That's you fine. feel more comfortable keeping your mask on, awesome. That's fine. Everybody is not vaccinated, so I would make the assumption that some people that have their mask on are people that are not vaccinated. Yeah. Great. If that's what you want to do, you choose to not get that, you want to be out, and you're great. That's your decision. However, we're talking about trust and truth and facts. If that's the decision that we're making on one and at the Astros game, how is it that I'm at the Rockets game? The Astros game, there's 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. I'm at the Rockets game, and it feels like there's 20 people. Okay? Mm -hmm. There is nobody in my section. Like, like literally, like, there are. <laughs> I, this is I crazy. Could, this I literally is, this is lunacy. don't know this if is I. absolute lunacy. I don't know if I could throw a shot put. <laughs> And hit somebody oh, I could, around you know, me. Because I'm so much stronger than you. I, track I could throw a shot put like a baseball. <laughs> I could throw a shot put over them there mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Rico. Ahead, so I, I'm looking around. <laughs> and so there's nobody, there's nobody close to me. To get in the stadium for the Astros game, you come in, you have your mask on. And once again, you, you're in the stadium. For the Rockets game... Take your temperature. Make you fill out a five-minute online <laughs> survey so about where you've been and what so, you've done. It's so ridiculous. And then they let you in. Okay? And I, you've been vaccinated. And I've been vaccinated. Now, now imagine me, Rendon. I've had it, recovered for it, and I've been vaccinated. Yes. My head explodes. Yes. Then, <laughs> then I get into the stadium. And if you are not actively drinking a drink. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> or eating food actively. And, and let's even talk about even more broadly the options there. If you're at, at Toyota Center watching a Rockets game, you get chicken fingers, fries, popcorn, or a hot dog. Those are your options. All that other stuff. That is it. The, the, the Tillman Fertitta, like, like specials, all that stuff is shut down. Right. Okay? So then you get in there, and if you're not actively eating, there is an individual who is walking up and down the aisles who's looking at you 
pointing and doing the the one finger point mask up. This is ridiculous. Okay, so this is this is that's a good start because you opened it up by talking about how this is politically driven and politically motivated, and the NBA is probably considered to be the wokest or the most probably liberal of all of, of all of the leagues, right? Would I you would agree say with so. that? Yeah, yeah, the NBA and the NFL is not that far, but I would say the least liberal is hockey. Yeah, and then baseball. Although I think they've kind of ventured into that realm they are still kind of america's pastime baseball the least liberal of the sporting yeah. of the sports leagues here in the in the u.s so you talk about consistency and you talk about leadership what's the difference between going to the toyota center or going to an astros game and don't tell me because the astros game is open and it has a roof don't give me that this is when the roof was on don't get don't give me that don't give so, me that so so, so my so my issue is is this and that's you're, you, that's a prime example of us playing political football and not even talking about science for this whole thing. Yes. Exa we are literally talking about the differences is this. One league is more liberal than the other league. And what are you going to tell all these people who's, or small business owners oh, whose man. businesses have gone in the crapper and they can't make money for their families? So now that we have, what are you going to tell all these people now, hey, we can open up? Well, not really. Like this, the the underlying agenda in this is nauseating to yeah. me. And then it's not about getting better. It's not about getting back. It's not about no. healing. It, it it is about government control and how far they can reach to get us to do what they want to do before we push back and say no. This is all an issue of control because you have the same city, Brendan, <laughs> comparable professional sports in a stadium and once again it's trust we should be working off the same facts like it's not like in the toyota center there's all of a sudden going to be a higher propensity of you getting something because it's the toyota center and the toyota center gremlins rendon, are running rendon, around rendon, 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 rendon. if the stadium starts with a t oh COVID attacks it more. that's how that's it's how it, more dangerous Oh, no. by the way, COVID could read. UFC is in the Toyota Center on uh, Saturday. Well, we'll see. We'll see what that. We'll see what. Very that curious to see we'll how see that, that looks like. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see a lot of masks. We'll see what that looks like. <laughs> something tells me. Something tells me. And then also something tells me if somebody's not wearing a mask, there'll be a lot of cauliflower here and there. <laughs> and hey, I don't mess with people I, with cauliflower. I, we don't, that's our general rule of hey. life, by the way. The, so the Hunt boys. Hey. Rule of thumb is if somebody has cauliflower ear, you just you leave them alone. Mm. There's no point in picking a fight with them. Doesn't uh, matter what they weigh. Doesn't, doesn't matter, matter what, they what do. their their body type is. If I see an individual with cauliflower ear and they would yeah. like to argue with me, yeah, you win, man. You win every time. Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of that in the Toyota Center, <laughs> and I'm not telling a guy. Who hey man, could you put your mask <laughs> on? No, not doing. You do whatever you want, bro. <laughs> I'll distance myself. <laughs> You do whatever you do whatever you, do whatever you need to do. You do whatever's good do for you. you. You do whatever's good for you. But it's and that's where this whole idea of trust comes. And I've talked about this before, even from the CDC standpoint. On a certain level, you have that trust when you feel that there's not an agenda behind these things. When you feel that that there's a level of consistency that that's being put out, that's how we deliver trust. Now. I'm not saying personally that that I don't believe what the CDC is saying, because at, at this point, if you are the scientist and this is what's what's bothersome for me about what you see uh, more on the left, it's this whole idea that, well, if you're the scientist, just trust the science. Well, now the science is telling us that we don't have to do this. So why are we digging in our heels to keep our culture where it is? I just don't understand and i'm sure i'll have a number of conversations in the coming weeks that will help me understand then there's the other side of this that gets interesting too there's the trust that the people who do not have masks on are people who haven't been <laughs> vaccinated and then let, let me let's talk about that too for a second okay have you been vaccinated yes ask me if i'm vaccinated have you been vaccinated yes now, let's say I haven't been asked. Let's say I've not been vaccinated. Ask me again. Have you been vaccinated? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> How do you know? Well, I will tell you something that I think is extremely interesting. This is logic. This is consistency. This is trust. One way 
that I would know whether or not you've been vaccinated is if I asked you to pull out your vaccine card. Can we ask people to do that, Rendon? Right? No. And, and bear with me for a moment. One way I would know if you were vaccinated. Oh, you have your card on you. Is if you had a vaccine card, okay? Uh-huh. So the same people. I knew you were a liberal. Who. <laughs> pull out your vaccine card. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the same, I have mine in my truck. So the same people who are uncomfortable with asking for proof or identification oh, wow. that you've been vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are the same people who think it is largely inappropriate to ask somebody for identification when they go and vote in an election. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a good point. Where is the consistency on Zero this? Zero consistency. That's a good point. If we need proof, if we need data, fine. I'm all in. Let me know. If we don't need proof, if we don't need data, and that's the culture, we are going to live in a culture that's that much rooted in trust? Okay, that's another scenario. But can we at least be a little consistent on this? Yeah. And, th- and then the other thing is government overreach, and, and we're talking about HIPAA violations and HIPAA laws as well, though, Rendon. Like, actually, it's nobody's business if I've gotten vaccinated or not. No, it's not. That's actually my own personal decision that I can make with my own life that I've chosen to do, and if I chose to do it, I also have the right to say yes or no if I did or didn't. It's actually my own medical decision to make, and I don't owe you an explanation for that. that that's, that's what our laws also protect yeah. for us to be able to do. Now, I would like to think and trust in the responsibility of somebody that if, they, if you do ask them if they've been vaccinated or not, they'll say yay or nay. I would also like to think that if you haven't vaccinated, for, for the most part, everybody won't do that. But holistically, if the rule is if you have not been vaccinated, well, then wear a mask. Yeah. That's great, too. And, Rendon, if you don't wear a mask, okay, because you know what? I've been vaccinated. Yeah. Or, or if you're still fearful of that, you can wear a mask. Yeah. Well, there's there's a there's a piece not, of, or or if you're still so uncomfortable and, and and you think that COVID is still that threatening and lethal to you, stay home. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go out. And Wesley, this is a community by community situation. In in the you know in military parlance, this is Met TC dependent. Yeah. yeah. Met TC. Right. This is this is this is community by community because. I'm not going to feel the same way about that if I'm in a community where the vaccination rates are 20% by 70%. It's a different story. Here's what I'd say here in Houston, because we don't, I don't live far from, from NRG Stadium. The vaccinations are so readily available, and most of us, actually, literally, actually over, over 50%, 60 to 70, 60 to, 65 to 70% of us have actually gotten the first shot of, of adults, which is fascinating because now- I'm surprised it's not greater than that at this point. There is, that's pretty high, yeah. but that, that's, that's pretty high, especially compared to other vaccinations like flu shots and whatnot. That's actually sure. pretty high. So you, you, you have to think about now, if you go to NRG Stadium, Rendon, you can go get a vaccine for free, no wait. No wait. There's no line. There's no, no line, wait. no wait. No line, <laughs> no line. No wait. If you want it, you got it. Go get it. There are also written a lot of people that I respect, that I understand, that are concerned about getting the vaccine anyway for their own personal reasons. And I understand that as an adult. Yes. There, I, a good buddy of mine just told me, you know, I don't want to get this, Wesley. You know why? I know I've been exposed to it. It's called my immune system. I trust my immune system. He has the right to do that, actually. Wesley, we, you know, and we talked a lot about this in a previous podcast. I was skittish about getting the vaccine. Yes. I, I've, I've openly said that. And when people are uncomfortable with, with potentially putting something in their body and they've assessed their risk factors, then that's a choice that they have to make. Yeah. I have, I have absolutely no problem with it. We're getting in dangerous territory as a culture because, and, and I, I, felt, I fell victim to this, it's the cultural pressure of getting it. I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, if I'm trying to get on an airplane in a month, it, are we going to get to a point where people are literally saying, hey, if you don't have the vaccine, you can't, you can't fly. get on an airplane. Yeah, or, or you can't, and, and it's this whole idea of, I am an honest enough person, and you know this about me, if I didn't get the vaccine, 
and I had read the CDC guidance, I would have been very different at the Astros game. I probably would have kept my mask on. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that everybody interacts that way. And that's over this whole guise of how do we trust people within our culture? Because if we live in a culture that has no trust, mm-hmm. we've got serious problems. Mm-hmm. And this fracturing in our country is eliminating trust. Like basically 50% of people do not trust 50% of people. Yes. That's crazy. It's been that way for a while, though. That's why this, that's why this political pendulum shifts back and forth. The issue now that— I don't think it has been this pronounced. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. The, 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 the difference now is, 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 is this. It's my opinion that—and it's even been my, been my experience for running for office for the past two years— is that it's not that I'm a Republican— is that if I'm a Republican, I'm a bad person. That you're a smelly Republican. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a dirty, nasty Republican. That's the difference. See, 20 years ago, oh, you're just a Republican and we don't agree ideologically. That's fine. Or we disagree on the way we view the world. Oh, okay. Now it's, he's a Republican. Ugh. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Turn that, your nose up. That's why it's worse now. But but I will say that it's still 50-50, though. Yeah. Right? It's, 50-50, it's still half and half of the people that think that we should govern this way juxtapose us governing another way. It's 50-50, but, now but it's, it's not added, insidious. It's, yeah, and, that's, exactly. and, that, and that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. Exactly. Is, <clears throat> that wasn't a huge deal then. And you had a number of people where it's like, hey, maybe this – it's it's the blue dog Democrat. It's yeah. the it's the Reagan Democrat. Yeah. It, it, I mean, th- there's there's been a number of lexicons that we use for people that are – in the middle in some way or another from a political perspective. And now we've got, gotten to the point where it's as if that doesn't even exist. But so, so you're, you're talking about trust and you're talking about truth. And I think part of the reasons that we get here actually is partly the fault of our leaders and our past leaders. Absolutely. So just this past week, uh, Michelle Obama had an interview uh, with Gail and she says, oh, so you, oh, so you know Gail now. She so says you and Gail, she says you and Gail, he had an interview with uh, Gail. I tried to say that with a <laughs> with level of distinction to give myself more credibility, but if it didn't work, it didn't work. That's fine. <laughs> As mom and dad would say, y'all ain't shot marbles together. Like, what you, like, what is I haven't the, shot marbles with anybody. I've never shot Like, ever. <laughs> you could literally use that for... 300 million anything. people in the Whatever. United States. Yeah, We've okay, never cool. shot marbles together, indeed. Um, but she's made a comment, and I, it, it really just, just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, and they were talking about, kind of again, talking about the topic of race in America. Sure. And Michelle Obama, we were talking about the former first lady. Her husband was the leader of the free world for eight years. Yeah. Eight years. First black president, first black first lady. They are special. Yeah. They are different. Yeah. They've always been different. And they are special and different because they're black. They're special and different because they're special and different. Yeah. Level of intellect, yes. presentation. Education. I mean. Everything yeah. across the board. Absolutely. So, so they get in the conversation, and Michelle Obama was talking about how now that her girls are driving, she is fearful of them getting in vehicles because of because – of if somebody sees the back of their heads and they don't know who they are, she's fearful of them getting in vehicles and driving. Um, she's fearful that her kids might get profiled. And Gail goes, oh, yeah, or when they're out walking the dog. And I'm thinking to myself, or are they gonna, this is, are they going to sniper the, the secret security agent? Brenda, this is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And it's, and it's Michelle Obama trying to relate to people and make people think that she's like them. But she's not, and we know better, and that's a lie. You have, you have, you will have a security detail following you and your family for the rest of your lives. And if you feel concerned, you can up that security detail. Us regular folk can't do that. Rendon, they live in Martha's Vineyard in a ten million dollar house. That's not regular. You're not. You're not normal people. Your children will forever be treated differently. They went to Sidwell Friends in D.C. For, for, for college. One goes to Harvard, one goes to Michigan. What are you actually saying here? Yeah. But when you start perpetuating those kinds of flat-out lies, to be honest with you, because maybe she might – I don't, I don't, I don't want to say she's lying, because I think maybe there might be a world where she actually believes that. She's I, pandering. She's pandering. Yeah. And, and that's dangerous when it comes from leaders. Yes. Because your kids – you don't have to worry about your children, okay? Yeah. You really don't. Yeah. And let me let me give the the caveat for a lot of this, and you know I feel this way. 
when I was a White House fellow, I had the, the pleasure of getting to sit down with a small group with Michelle Obama, and I have a, a tremendous level of, of respect for her, uh, for her level of presentation, her level of intelligence, a, tr- a tremendous uh, level of respect for her. And I truly believe that, especially inconsistent with the level of respect I have for her, I think this is completely irresponsible. Yeah. You are stoking fires and you're doing it in a way where it's not even truthful in terms of the life that you're living and, and what you've close. been able to cre- create for your kids. So you're basically trying to connect with people by saying, hey, I can connect with you because I'm dealing with the same issues that you're dealing with. And, and quite frankly, you're not. You're not. Right? And, and, that's, and, and, and it's okay. And, and, I, and, that's, and that's not only is it okay, you've earned the right not to put up with the normal, <laughs> the, the normal issues. You've right. earned it. Like yeah. all you had to do was be the first black first lady yeah. in this country and support a man to become president of the United States twice, twice. And oh, by the way, you're a Harvard Law School graduate too. Yes. And you're highly intelligent and did so much to get him to that place. So you're not with the rest of us, but you're not with the rest of us because you've done some pretty remarkable things in your life. <clears throat> so you're acting like we're living in a country that even her at the zenith of the tip top just because she's black has to worry about the safety of her kids and has to worry about their literal physical safety. Right when in reality, that's a whole bunch of malarkey. That's crap. Because malarkey. Thanks, that, Joe. That, Thanks, yeah, Uncle Joe. That's, that's, that's a whole bunch of malarkey, Roy. <laughs> and I'll tell you why that's a whole bunch of malarkey. Because any, any white person yes. in not America, the universe, who's not named Elon Musk, would trade their personal security situation with the Obamas. For that. For that. Don't get me started. And, Ren, I also want to say I feel like they could have a bigger role and a bigger responsibility to start to bridge this gap if they told the truth. Barack Obama beat a war hero. Oh, yeah. Wait. First, he beat today probably one of the most powerful Democrat couples, duos, We've seen it ever. in history ever, and the Clintons. not probably who's more who's powerful? powerful. Yes, okay, a secretary of state and a president, and a president, and, and, a, and, and a first lady, family. and a senator in the same family, and, and a governor in the same family. Okay, so he beats them, and, and, and they're white. like a drum. Rena, they're white. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he beat it like, a <laughs> and they're white. By the way, okay, <laughs> then goes on to beat John McCain, a, a former Naval Academy graduate, Vietnam POW. Then you beat him, and by the way, who stayed in Vietnam it, rather than going home to safety? Okay, so so you beat him. Okay, okay. Then four years later, you beat Mitt Romney. So you people, by the way, you only this only happens when a lot of white people vote for you, and a lot of white people support you in your agenda. That's the way That's the numbers how this work happens. in this country. That this is called math. You don't win with just the fourteen percent black vote. No, you, you that's to see, Ren, that's in, see that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't see. You can't do it. Yeah. It's absolutely impossible to win with just the black vote, which means that you had a substantial number of other races voting for you as well who believed in you. Who believed in you? Yeah. And, and so they when, voted you for, over the white woman and, and the, the two white men. And two. Wh- and you're really concerned. And we have no progress. In this we have country. no progress. <laughs> Talk about progress. This is Jim Crow. We have fra- no progress we're, we're in this Sasha, country. We're Sasha and Malia right now. You want, you want to know what their biggest problem is going to be when they have their kids? Man, a good old pair these days are really hard to find. <laughs> like, seriously? That Tiffany's rattle, they don't make them anymore? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like. <laughs> If you if we're really complaining and making these arguments when you made this much progress about, and like here's what's different about people like us, you can say that and I don't say that to put them down. I'm like good on them, good on them. You made it's it. It's called capitalism. That's Rinda. great. It's called America. Hey, if touch, I don't want to put a cap on your success. Touchdown. I don't want to put a cap on how and don't. But when you make when when you score a touchdown, don't sit there and complain to me about I can't. This touchdown's only six points. Honestly, <laughs> like you scored a touchdown. One of my one of my favorite things that I've ever heard. I, I used to love, and we both love Deion Sanders. I think he is one of the the most remarkable athletes in the history of sports. I still love Deion. I Sanders. love prime time. Yeah. Okay, and there were two things that he said. You can't stop. What do you say? You can't stop. Oh, I'm getting time. there. 
I, okay. I'm getting oh, you're there. getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. After, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess it up. Go a, ahead. Go ahead. After after he got hurt. After he got hurt and he was nursing, I think it was a hamstring injury. And he was in a press conference. They asked, Hey, you know, Dion, when are you gonna come back? He said, hmm, <laughs> You can't rush wine. And you certainly can't rush prime. Incredible. And then the second you can't rush <laughs> the second thing that he said and you certainly can't rush prime can't rush prime the second thing that he said that I thought was just incredible people were giving him a hard time for dancing in the end zone yes, showboating this. bravado people were giving him a hard time for that and he said and I'll paraphrase this he said if you don't want me to dance in your end zone don't let me get there that's whoa. We're professional athletes, guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're professional athletes. If you don't be dancing in the end zone. You don't be dancing in the end zone. Don't let me get the end hey, zone. Hey, tackle me, man. Yeah. It's up to you. Put put some more put some more work in the off season. It's that's up to you. And it's even you see it in baseball now. These these young guys with the bravado, the backflips, and all this stuff. If you don't want let to me tell you flipping. what, I love that stuff. <laughs> I like it all. Like and, and people are like. Because really, what it what By it comes the, speaking of bat flips, bat, bat flips. Remember Joey Bats? Uh, yes. uh, Joey Bats's flip, bat yes. flip from Toronto. It's the greatest bat flip I've ever seen in my life. It's entire incredible. Life. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the bat to come down. As a side note, go ahead, continue. I'm still waiting for the bat to come down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I and and the irony of it is because I had I was asked this question the other day. If you know, how do you feel about your kids watching that? Would you want your kids to throw bats and blah, 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 blah? And I'm like, yeah. if my kids are so influenced by what they're watching and they're more influenced by the influence that I have on them in their houses, and in Whoa. our house, and they do that, then uh, that's that's a knock on me Whoa. as a parent. Oh, my gosh. That's are personal you talking responsibility. About per- are you talking about personal responsibility again? Yeah. Oh, so you're not talking about blaming other people for your children's behavior? No. Well, he Blame watched the, that, so he flipped a bat now. So that's he, it. So he uh, that's that. it. Oh, and okay. He, and here's the thing. Like, look, look, I mean, these are behaviors that we're emulating. Look, my four-year-old isn't going up to the up to the mound with Lil Wayne and 15 chains on his neck either, right? But I got a feeling Wright Tuve, by the way. Wright Tuve, my, one of these uh, days. That, <laughs> his name was Wright. But he goes by right to He's right, <laughs> and he's left-handed. It's just it's so the it's irony of life. Yeah, the irony of that. Yeah. But, but it's this whole idea of, yes, there is a line between confidence and cocky. Absolutely, there yeah. is a line there. But at the same time, too, it's fine for – I don't have a problem with the way that other people who are victorious choose to celebrate their victories. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I might not ever drive a Lamborghini Diablo, but if somebody makes that kind of cash and that's what they want to buy and that's how they want to show. Did you say Diablo? Diablo. Dude, how dated? Renda, Renda. We're we're way past Kuntash, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, All white. Whoa, whoa, Two of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're way beyond Diablo. (laughs) I'm going back to when I actually cared about cars. <laughs> Whatever, one of the, one of them one of them cars, <laughs> the right? We're going back to the nineties. <laughs> yeah, that's when I actually cared about it, right? Uh, but it's kind of one. Of, if somebody chooses to do that with with what they get, great, awesome, cool. Yeah. Like I'm I'm happy for you. I'm Me happy too. that that I'm happy that that makes you happy. But once again, don't drive around in a Lamborghini Diablo. Yeah, I said God. it. Don't drive around in that and have a quarter tank of gas in the new e-class yeah. like i don't want to hear you talking about that's a big timers reference yes yeah, that's a big, that, timers that's a big reference. Timers yeah. reference i don't want to hear about you talking about <laughs> gas prices man Gator boots <laughs> with a yeah, fifth out gucci suit eh, 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 eh. yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to see somebody yeah. riding around that and then all of a sudden talk about gas prices man yeah don't do that like look like, like and, and once again it's 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 kind of one of these pieces i don't mind seeing that at all like people can celebrate the way that they want to celebrate cool like it's mind. good i like celebrating people's successes but on but on who you are and once again from obama's uh, perspective they are some of the most successful people in the history of the world yes they are yes they are they've they've made they've made it yeah but don't do not sit here with Oprah and Gail, and, and by the way, that triumvirate, and try to tell me that you're regular people. Yeah. Because you're not. Yeah. And by the way, own that. And then I would argue this: How do you educate people to get to your level of success? Yes. There's a responsibility there. How do you do that? There's a re- but but by telling them 
that your children that are followed by the Secret Service for the rest of their lives everywhere they go, that you're concerned about their safety, is malarkey. Yeah. That, that is flat out, that is categorically false. And what happens is this, pe- black people in general, or people in general, will buy that. And, and the irresponsible part of it, Wesley, is even the former president, the Obamas, see this from a race perspective in our country, it might be much, it must be much worse than I ever imagined it to be. Yes. That is irresponsible. Oh, wow. That wow. is irresponsible. Wow. Because that's, do we have issues? Yes, we have issues. But, but when you are, me. when you are the most successful black people ever. in the history of this ever. country, ever. and you're saying, yeah, you know what? It's really, it's, it's really bad out there. It's bad out there for me, that's too. That's not true. And it's like, what? That's not true. That's not, that's categorically false. Yeah. And it, and it's, and and honestly, it should be called it, out for. Right? And, it's, and, and, it's I get, dis, and it's disrespectful to people who are, who are really, who are dealing with that fear. The true struggles and the true fear. That fear. And by the way, I'm also going to say this too, Rindon. Like, I don't think, they, they shouldn't be concerned about the safety of their children. I don't care how you feel about them politically. Eight years in the presidency is hard. Yes, it is. It's tough. Yeah. Democrat, Republican, I don't care. Eight years of that, four lot. years of that. You, and you thank know what? you, and, and thank those who who, who are, are willing who are, to do thanks it. The few, thank the few people <laughs> who have gotten to do that. It's yeah. tough. You've earned it. Yeah. This is America. I thought this was America, people. <coughs> <coughs> the difference between us, people like I can't us, even cough these days now without people looking at you funny. Yeah, huh? man, you got vac- you got vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. You got, yeah. You got vaccinated. Yeah, I was uh, speaking at an Astros game. You got the Moderna. You got the Moderna. Uh, Pfizer. I got the Pfizer. Okay, okay, okay. See, see, okay. I'm sorry, the Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got to use my my tagline the other day. By the way, uh, you're growing up because my name is spelled W R E N D O N. Sometimes people try to pronounce the W, so they'll say, oh, like, Warrendon. And my tagline used to always be, it's, no, Warrendon would be Warong. <laughs> that's great. That's so always be, see I, I I've actually never, I've actually never heard to say you that. You never heard me say that? No, that's yeah, that, yeah that's, that's my little tagline. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but at the Astros game yesterday, it was so funny. I had to swallow a cough for, on an elevator. It was miserable, man, because I'm like, <coughs> man. <laughs> Cause you cough these days, man. People look at you funny now. Dude, man. Let it go, man. Just cough. We, 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 we've been cough, you've been coughing for thirty eight years. Yeah. You know, like this is <clears throat> at, at some point in time, we have got to look at look at this and take control over the situation. And that is, if you've been vaccinated, which most, which now the majority of of adults in in the United States have been, we are we are seeing the death rate and the death toll dip dramatically over the course of the past month. When you look at states like Florida, Florida. Florida, that by the way never shut down, and, and and don't give me this again. They're outside. They're on the coast. Stop it. So it's California. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, Touche. It's a tale. Uh, uh, I don't want to hear that. It's it's all about who is actually following the science. What leadership is going to have to take some risk here to balance our health with our cratering economy? Because the, you, you can't have one without the other, right? They are, they are there's actually they're symbiotic. They're marriage. They're, yes. <laughs> Go together like a horse and carriage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and those leaders that choose to actually do that the most effective way are going to be the ones that I hope we elect for the future. Yeah. But where we are right now, after a year of this experiment and seeing what, what we have now seen, let's move on. Well, and, and that goes back to the idea of trust, yeah. of us getting to a point in our broader society where we can put trust in leaders, right? Yeah. Just, oh, good just, point. just more broadly. Good point. Just so that, that we can have that true feeling that somebody who is in leadership has my best interests at heart. And the issue that I have, and I mean, you know, I've said this a lot with these ad hominem attacks, are... We put people in a situation where we just dehumanize them. Yeah. And the moment that we can dehumanize people, we can treat them whatever way we want because we're not, attack- we're, we're not attached to them. One of my, my favorite quotes is, it's hard to hate somebody from up front. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're close to somebody, it's hard. How many people do you hear, man, if he told me this, I would tell him, man, if he did that to me, man, say that to my face. How many times do we hear that mm-hmm. when people won't do or say anything? Mm-hmm. 
And so what level of trust can we get to the point of in our culture and in our leaders where we can say, hey, just because somebody has an R or a D by their name, it doesn't mean that they're not a really good person who's trying to do what's right and trying to do what's right by our country and by our citizens and by our people. Mm -hmm. This is the piece, we talk about this oftentimes, this is why veterans in politics is so great to me. It's such a great concept because it's the idea that regardless of what this person believes, they were willing to give their life for this country. So there's a minimum level of trust mm -hmm. that you have in this person that they're actually trying to look out for the greater good of society. Now, do they have to agree with everything I say and, and do? No, they don't have to agree with everything, but there's this minimum level of trust that we have that they're trying to make things better. So I was at Columbus, Ohio on Monday, and, on Monday Tuesday oh, and Wednesday. And by the way, Columbus is, 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 is shocking, the stark difference. You like, didn't say I.O., by the way. Come on, man. I'm not, I'm not a... I'm not a, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a Michigan fan. So you I'm have not, always I'm, been not fan. I'm not entertaining this. So, go blue. So, the thing <laughs> is, is, the thing is, is, I, I got off the plane in Houston. I got, on, got on, on, on the plane in Houston, got to Ohio, and it is a ghost town. Yeah. And we're in Houston, too. It was relatively opened up. And, you know, I, it's not that, it's not, the, not, not the big of a deal here. And I'm like, is the air in, in, Columbus like different than the air and like what's them, happened here at them Buckeyes in there it's completely shut down still and I mean, yeah. it's really sad it's yeah. just sad to yeah. see that well because you're looking at it from the perspective of economic yes interaction just, oh my god and, and not and, only and, is it sad, and like, public safety by the way is it lost on me yeah it's not lost on me it, yeah. it's very it's paramount to me there is a balance there but there's a balance nobody here. wants to say that but, but there's there, a balance there's here. a balance there and so but I was there because um, I, was, I was very fortunate to be selected to shoot a uh, special it's called Modern Warriors. It'll be on with Pete Hegseth. It'll be on the 30th of this month if you want to tune into it. It'll be on Fox News and also be streaming live on Fox Nation. Text me and remind me the time. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure I will. I'll be, I'll be watching. I'm sure I will. I bet you look great in it, too. You I, hope that, so. I hope You had so. that North Carolina. You lose. I will, I will next time. You had that North Carolina blue on. I'm going to have it on next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you dressed like Roy name. Williams or Denzel. <laughs> yeah, this is Denzel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know I'm more swole. Yeah, yeah. A little more swole. A little more swole. Jim a little bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's called, but it's called modern. It's called Modern Warriors. It's on every year and kind of in remembrance of Veterans Day or Memorial Day. And so, and so we actually shot this thing on the rooftop uh, at the uh, uh, Veterans Museum in Columbus. And by the way, it is absolutely wonderful. Wonder it's absolutely fantastic. If you ever get a chance to go, it's absolutely beautiful. But basically, we we're we're, we're, we're on set. Pete Hexeth is also a veteran, and four other veterans. Okay, we're around. We're post 9/11 veterans around Afghanistan and Iraq and Iraq around the same time. Uh, overlapped in certain places. One Navy SEAL, whatever, no big deal. Uh, me, Apache pilot. Uh, we had a we had a Green Beret and we had a Marine. Mm -hmm. um, so the you Apache, needed a SWO Navy guy. The Apache to, pilot to, to was clearly the Apache pilot was clearly the sharpest. Just ignore that, huh? Sharpest was clearly the <laughs> sharpest of the of the group. Um, but. I have not. I have not met any of these men before. Yeah, never met them. Never seen them before. Yeah. It's like we knew each other for thirty years. It's awesome. We met in the hotel lobby before we actually went to go do the shoot. We sat there running. It was like all walks of life, different branches. But do you know Beautiful. what we we sat down at that table? Do you know what we knew? We've been there. Yeah, it's beautiful. We could look each other in the eye. We could know. It's beautiful. We've been there. By the grace of God, we are still here. Yeah. We've all, everybody at that table has been shot at before. Everybody there has engaged the enemy in combat before. And by the way, we obviously probably, we definitely aligned politically, but even if we didn't, we wouldn't. Even if we didn't, doesn't change the, it doesn't the, change the that bond and the connection that you have. Where were you? When were you there? What fob were you at? When, when were you in country? What unit were you in? Hey, do you know blah? Hey, do you know so-and-so? Yeah. Actually, one of them was your roommates in San Diego's swim mate from Buds. Crazy. Amazing. That's how small this world is. This is why I keep saying, we keep saying this over and over and over again. We need, no offense to lawyers, I love lawyers, some of my best friends are lawyers. Fewer lawyers in Congress. Few, we got enough, we have enough lawyers. Do you know how many lawyers we have in Congress? Some of my best friends are lawyers. Some of my best friends are black. <laughs> and lawyers. Some of my best friends are black Some lawyers. Some of my best friends are black lawyers. <laughs> right? but, but I don't see profession. It's honestly. that. 
I don't care what you do for a living. <laughs> we need less lawyers in Congress. I don't, I don't see, see I don't see profession. I don't oh, see God. profession. Ugh. <laughs> um, but that's why we need more people in leadership roles, generally speaking. Uh, I, I had I had the uh, the privilege uh, two weeks ago to actually have lunch with Mike Pompeo. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> By the way, yeah. West Point, class of 86. It, it's like it, class of 86 is like the class we're all envious of because they're all rich. <laughs> like, it's like the CEO class. You know, you have like the it's class like, the stars fell on. Yeah, they're all with, generals. With, yeah. You know, you have, the, you have like the colonel it's, class. It's, it's, it's like it's, class of 86. This is class the gold fell on. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the King Midas class, yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm talking to the former Secretary of State, former Director of the CIA. And it's just like, again, we connect on a level of we went to West Point. What company were you in? How'd y'all do against Navy? Yeah, we beat them every year. You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. And it, it's an awesome banter to connect on that level before we got down to brass tacks and talking politics. Yeah. And, I, and, and again, this is all about making sure that we have leaders that have a minimum amount of res respect and most importantly, which is the topic of the day, a minimum amount of trust. Yes. That's what the military brings us. Less than 1% of us actually serve this country in that manner. It's really important. Yeah. I'm also willing to say that not every single congressman and senator should be a veteran. That's not that's that's not true either. Yeah. As we know, huh. you can have too many you, have, you can have too many cooks in the kitchen. Absolutely. You get weights. I got it. But we need more than what we have right now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, this is this is the once again representation matters, right? Mm -hmm. Do I think that, that every new board member or corporate CEO should be black? No. No, but do we need more than we have now? I yes. think we do. Yeah. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Emphatically, yes. C categorically, yeah. Absolutely. But most importantly, we need more qualified yeah. people that are capable of doing the job and not just selecting people just because of the way they look. Yeah. The added bonus yeah. is always they're competent, they're able. They can clearly do the job, yeah. and an and an added bonus is, and they happen to be a woman. Yeah, and oh by the way, they're a person of color. Good. Yeah. I don't want to live in a country where we lead with, <coughs> they're black, higher. Oh no 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 no. No, I don't want to be there, because I don't want to live in a country where they say they're white higher. That's exactly correct. Right. I I, I don't. Yes. I don't want to live there. I don't want to live there either. Because what you do and your merit and your education and, and your level of sophistication and how you present yourself, all these things matter. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with the color of one's skin. No. Even on this trust topic, I have a good friend who coined this term that I really like. <clears throat> he said, there's good dudes and there's good guys. Yeah. I was like, huh. That's interesting. Never really thought about the distinction. What's the distinction? He said, well, a good dude, you won't wit you in the foxhole. That person's going to take care of you. They're going to do the right thing. Uh, they might save your life someday. They'll protect you. Good guy, he becomes your brother. You allow him to date your sister. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. There's a difference. And I think that from a trust standpoint. And you can be both, by the way. You can be both. And I think that from a trust standpoint, um, you know, even to, to gender neutralize this. Oh, come on, man. Hey, man. Hey, I'm woke, right? To, <laughs> to gender neutralize this. Uh, how do you even do that? Good people, good citizens, like whatever, however you want to neutralize it. <laughs> uh, I think that we do need. <laughs> just, just like stop. <laughs> I think that I think that we good we do need good people of all walks of life. God, are you back yet? You're seriously doing this. <laughs> we need we need good people <laughs> of all walks of life who who we trust not only to do the job that we have before. <laughs> yeah, because this is even something that we see with Congress, right? I don't necessarily have to have, and this is you know what we learned about at West Point, the idea of moral leadership and all these types of things. It's more important to me that I trust the person to get the job done that we put a, a, ahead of them. And then we can delve deeper as to, is this person a great person, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. like, like, then we can delve deeper into that. The issue that I think that we're having in our culture more broadly is we're, even in Congress, we don't have enough people 
that are just good dudes, man. Yeah, oh, Brendan. Like that's yeah. like, like like it's not even it goes beyond somebody it's, it's, like it's an academy thing too. Like you you always you always know you always know when somebody's like, hey, do you know so and so? And there's like this, there's like this good dude. Look, like this, like or or smile, nah, like, he's yeah. a really good guy. Like he's, it, he's, it's, a good, it, he's a good dude. It's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. And and I would, I would even say that, you know, somebody like Matt Gates is an example of this, right? Clearly not a good guy. Clearly does not. <laughs> Why would you say? Why would you say that? <laughs> clearly does not fit into that bucket. Okay. Why? What do you do? What clearly, do you do? clearly what do. You do? <laughs> but and that's that's the interesting piece is, but that doesn't necessarily preclude somebody from being a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. And this is something. Been, yeah, yeah, I understand exactly. This is, what you're this is something. At. This is something that I actually, in a lot of our leadership training, and it kind of goes back to to this whole trust piece. You know, in a lot of our leadership training at West Point, there's this idea that somebody always has to be both to be an effective leader. No, it's not true. And I mean, look, I mean, you know, it's not true. That's 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 definitely not true. Like, I mean, you look at some people's personal lives, and it's and I've had to come to this point because I consider myself at least a kind of moral person more broadly, and because of that, it's it's been well, do I hold other people to my same standard? Mm -hmm. But what if they're really effective at leading, and we yeah. need the best leadership more broadly? Mm -hmm. And my hope would be that that all the people that we get into Congress would be good guys and good dudes. Well. But let's work on that. Let's work on that. And let's continue as a country to search for both. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But we've lost the trust that the people are even, but beyond what they are in their personal lives, we've lost the trust that they're the people that will save us in the foxhole. Yeah. We've lost that trust in, in our systems more broadly. Yeah, it's, up to our, it's up to our next generation of post-9-11 veterans to restore that trust. Yeah, it's, and it's beyond veterans. It's up to our, our generation period yeah i agree because this goes back to what we were talking about with the state of the union you know, you're watching that speech and you're looking around and you're like man old overwhelmingly white overwhelmingly yes and as this generation as we look forward to, to to leadership i mean look man the baby boomers they're holding on to the stick too tight man let's go we need to have new blood we need to have new people in and in order to get new people in we need to have some experience you can't just throw somebody in the mix with no experience no training uh, you know, people have got to get in right now so that we can be making this big in impact in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And it's not necessarily a timeline, uh, but it's important that people have experience as well. And you don't get experience without doing. Agreed. Well, thank you all for listening. I'm going to wrap us up this, this week. And remember that smiles are contagious, so it makes someone's day. God, God bless you. Bless you.